Hello and welcome. My name is Christopher Chandler. And my name is Chris Shower. And, and we, we are, are Generally, generally American. American. In our podcast, we discuss events, culture, whatever else we want from a generally American perspective. From our differing viewpoints, our goal is that we can offer others and ourselves nuanced opinions on fascinating topics related to the U.S. We invite you to be part of the discussion, and we hope that you'll stick around to see where the conversation takes us. So let's dive in. Hello. Hello, and welcome back. Welcome back. So I was watching, so my wife and I have been watching The Simpsons for like the past four or five weeks in German, and the subtitles and the audio don't match in German, so it's always weird. So we'll read the subtitles and watch the episode. And in the German version, it said, uh, what was it? It was Homer was, was a pilot and he had to go to Chicago. So in the German version, they said something like, who wants to go to Chicago? But the subtitle said, like, who wants to go to the Windy City? And I was like, huh, that's really weird that they chose to translate that in the subtitles, but they didn't say that in like the dubbed version. I don't know, just a random fact, so. That is really weird. I I too hate it when uh, translators take a little bit too much liberty with their work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's more of an art than a science, but uh, we don't want to break with tradition. So the temperatures here have been pretty bad, I would say. Last week it was 40 degrees Celsius. <laughs> So for those in Fahrenheit, I think of something like, what is it, like 90, 100 maybe? Give or something t- like that. Yeah, it was, oh my God, it was terrible. And the worst part is, is that we don't have air conditioning. So it's you just sit here and sweat for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's about how hot it's been here, but everything here is built with an AC and ready for it. Um, I was kind of mentioning this to Chris before we started recording, but Someone I work with, I uh, I got a I, I called the other day and he called me back on my personal cell like, hey man, uh, don't have anything available until like next week Monday. Also, I'm in England at a wedding right now, <laughs> and we were talking about the temperature out there. He's like, yeah, I was. It's kind of like Florida. It's really hot and really humid, except there's no air conditioning and all the buildings are meant to keep the heat. Yeah, a lot of the buildings here really do like before quote-unquote climate change or whatever you want to call it before that all all that started the buildings here were built pretty pretty well actually especially before world war ii so they were more or less designed with like the seasons in mind so i mean even before then they were still maybe a bit too hot or a bit too cold but for the most part you know it worked but now it's just you just sit and you just wish like oh my god I, i wish i had ac and i have a fan but it just pushes the hot air around <laughs> so that doesn't yeah that doesn't really... not the same. well it helps a little a little if you take a shower and then you sit in front of the fan then you know it, it helps but it's not the same it's amazing when i used to work in a kitchen 130 degrees when our ac broke on the line and really no breeze uh-huh and then going outside it's like 102 outside but there's wind i'm like oh my god it's amazing it's so cool yeah yeah, it's a huge, there's a huge heat wave. So around, I read a report from the BBC that about a thousand people died in Portugal due to the heat wave. And here a couple dozen people died too. So it's, yeah, it's been pretty bad. Um, yeah, 
And when I hear stuff like that, I feel bad for enjoying it, but my enjoyment or, or lack thereof of the weather is not going to change the weather. Well, no, no, I'm, I don't like, I don't like heat at all. Anyone who's listened to the podcast for more than one episode knows that you're a fan of the heat, but I'm not. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, I always think of my old, my, my childhood friend who said uh, he prefers winter because in summer, there's only so much you can take off to keep cool. Whereas in winter, you can pile on as much as you want. And I always think about that because I feel like it's true. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. And then we've also been going through a drought. And they're thinking about reducing people's gas supply because of the whole war in the East um, or conflict, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, so now we might not even have hot water for the winter <laughs> so oh it's God. all it's all going downhill from here uh, i can just feel it inflation cold water uh electricity is more expensive now um well you you have a surplus of heat right now why don't you just store some of it yeah i wish i wish it were that easy solar energy yeah. for the summer but anywho so <laughs> i guess today's topic is like wide open spaces do you know that song I don't think I do. Oh, you got to roll with the punches. You never heard that song? I mean, maybe if I heard the tune, I'd know. Oh, I'm not going to sing. But <laughs> the, there's a song like Wide Open Spaces. You got you to gotta roll with the punches. Um, you got to, what is it? You got to bend where the wind goes or something. Anyway, it's a song my mom always played. But today we want to talk about public spaces, which are mm. sometimes open and wide. Um, so what comes to your mind when you think of public spaces? Number one is always library. Library, really? I was going to say a park, but I don't know. Park's number two. Yeah. What would be number three? A school? I don't know if school counts, though. See, see, honestly, and, and that's something I've been kind of thinking of, that's it. Libraries and parks. Because everything else is like, oh, well, I go down here to go fishing. Like, oh, I bet it's on parkland, or I'm going to go down onto the river i bet you got there like i bet the Hmm. entrance to that river is on parkland oh i'm gonna go to yellowstone well that's that's like the park yeah but you do have like places where you can play like tennis soccer football all that kind of stuff what yeah and that's just that's like that's a park is that really a park is that really a park though i guess it is technically speaking what about a zoo i don't know if zoos are public spaces no zoos usually aren't that expensive like you know, I don't even know what our local zoo charges because my roommates are members, so I just kind of get in for free. Well, how do you be a member uh, of I, a zoo? Do you adopt an animal or you just buy like a card? You just buy like a card. Oh, okay. But it's not that expensive. Hmm. And zoo members can get in an hour early. It's good for a morning walk. <laughs> before the animals wake up? <laughs> well, just before everyone else comes in, uh, especially with their kids. Yeah, I guess that's true. Like parks and and libraries. So I guess we can start so with the, libraries then. Yeah, and, and I would just like to say, so for me, before we, before we get going down uh, libraries and parks, mm-hmm. I had a moment probably eight years ago where I, uh, this is not going to paint me in a good light. Uh, I was supposed to go to a math class final but I had dropped the class and did not tell my dad. Oh. So, but I needed to disappear for like two, three hours for my math final. Uh-huh. 
So I was in the situation like, where am I going to go? Where can you, cause you can't just, you can't just legally, you can't just go to a parking lot and sit there. I mean, that's, they can get you for trespassing or loitering. Can they really? Um, yeah. It's their property huh. if they don't want you there and you're not, you know, hmm. they're why they want, there is almost no places you can go reasonably and expect to not have to pay money to stay there. What about a bench? True. There's a, but how many of those, like at least here, you don't really see many of those around. Yeah, that's and true. They're usually at parks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you, so you, so you skipped class. So played hooky and you went to a park. I, well, the problem is the nearby park was near the house and I, I was uh, trying to avoid the possibility of someone just being like, why is Chris there just <laughs> sitting in his car? But it was surprisingly really difficult to find someplace I could just go and exist for free. You know what I ended up actually doing? I drove all the way to the my college's downtown campus because I had a parking pass there and I just sat there. I was going to say the local McDonald's because that's what I did as a kid, but <laughs> I don't know if you... Yeah, they, they... They could definitely come out and kick you out if they wanted to. Yeah, that's true. Um, I mean, usually, so when, like, I would skip class, which I almost never did, but that's the first place you would go is obviously the park. Um, I don't know who goes to the library, though, when they skip class. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll, I'll own up. I, I haven't been to the library in so long. I love the idea of libraries. It's just our library is downtown and I don't want to go downtown. Why is that? Uh, just hard to park. And, you know, sometimes people take off their shirts, run in the street and scream at people. So yeah, pass on that, pass on that when I can. But once the Hyperloop is finished, then it'll be a lot easier. So no, yeah. the, <laughs> the Hyperloop in LA will make, will make it so much better. Yeah, that's true. They've actually been building uh, in our down, downtown billings like a big hotel convention center parking garage. I think this has been like a four-year project and I, I I, don't really think they're that far on it. Really? Huh. No. No. So that is, that is pretty interesting though that you mentioned that if you, when you skip school that you go to the parks. Um, so I guess, I guess one thing we forgot to mention is I guess what defines a public space? Because I think you partially mentioned that with like if you stay there too long, they'll kick you out or it's not private property. So yeah, I think more like publicly owned land for public use. Yeah, which is pretty much like a library and and parks, basically. I guess sidewalks count. Is that a public space? Um, yes and no. But, you know, there are laws like you can't just do whatever you want on the sidewalk. It's 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 a travel way. So you can't just stay there I, yeah that's true but i think you can kind of expand the definition of a public space you've probably you've probably heard the phrase like a reasonable expectation of privacy is i'm sure mm -hmm. i'm sure a phrase is familiar to you so of course yeah so that applies to for those who don't know is if you want to record someone either uh, like their voice or their face if they're in a public space where they can't expect to have any privacy generally speaking you can record them without their permission um i know the whole like recording without permission varies from state to state um i know that i 
I don't know how it is in Missouri or in Montana, to be honest, but I know that in some states you have to have consent of both parties, one party or no party. So like you can record people even though they don't know, which to me blows my mind because to hear that's like a cardinal sin <laughs> is to record someone without them knowing. Whereas in some states in the US, it's not actually a problem. As long as you're okay with recording yourself, you don't have to tell the other person, which to me is just like asinine, but. I think that's the case, the thing, I think that's the case in most states. Because mm. uh, you'll always hear people like, you always read online like, oh, so-and-so at my work or my family or someone threatened me. I'm so glad I decided to record the phone call. Yeah, I think that's that is probably maybe a different story because I think it's a form of self-protection. But I think I'm thinking of something that's more sinister, like where you're secretly recording people, like, you know, like in public restrooms, for example. Oh, yeah, that's. Um, yeah, I think they operate. I think they operate on the same laws, but those are also public spaces. We didn't mention which are public restrooms. So which which uh, talking about public restrooms. So I read a funny article uh i think from cnn that quoted uh the former mayor i believe michael bloomberg i believe that's his name saying that starbucks could no longer be like the public restrooms of new york which to me was like what does that even mean and so i kept reading and apparently the infrastructure in some parts of new york is so poor that people don't have access to public restrooms and instead they would just go to starbucks and Starbucks is then subsidized by the government. So basically the government pays to use Starbucks's like toilets, <laughs> which to me was like crazy. So that's actually really interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I mean, but we're both not from New York. So uh well, and that's something I kind of to a lesser extent, I kind of when I used to DoorDash like full time, you realize especially during COVID when a lot of places weren't letting you use their bathrooms. Uh, like, wow. Um, if you are just, if your job is out and about or, you know, you're always moving and people don't let you use your, their bathrooms, you're kind of screwed. Yeah. Yeah. That is definitely a problem. Um, not having access to public restrooms. So in some parts of Germany, they've, they've gotten rid of that, but when I, when I first moved here about 10 years ago or so, um, you had to pay to use certain public restrooms. So they were to the public, but you still had to pay. And it was only like 20 cents. But I mean, it's still kind of annoying. And I don't know how that is in other countries, but I know in some parts of the US, like you can only use the restrooms if you're a paying customer. So if you don't pay, then you can't use the restroom. Which, I mean, I guess makes sense, but it's kind of inhumane. Yeah, and a lot of those policies are uh, anti-homeless. They don't want homeless people coming in and using their bathrooms. That's also, that's a very, that's a very interesting point, point you raise, is you have like these so-called like tent cities. I think you've heard of them. Yep. And um, they have, they, they're also in certain cities. I think this is a huge problem in, in California because, uh, correct me if I'm mistaken, but they have a, very huge problem with like homelessness um so they kind of quote unquote banish people to certain parts of the city and they just you know set up shop and create tents and you know they just just live there unfortunately 
And some people have instituted like anti-homeless architecture. So they'll put like spikes in certain places so homeless people can't sleep, um, which is also extremely humane. Inhumane, sorry. It's not humane, it's inhumane. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, and uh, and a lot of the reasons why they'll they'll trend towards places like Southern California. Mm. It's just nicer weather. You're not going to freeze to death in the winter. Do they even have winter though? Like Florida, I mean, everywhere has winter. Uh, I don't know if Florida has winter. I mean, technically, yes, I guess you could, but like in Australia, you know, it's, it's forty degrees in in winter. But <laughs> so, <laughs> is it still a winter? Is the question? uh prob- yeah, probably the days will be shorter it's winter yeah it counts yeah that's true yeah so like that like public spaces are pretty much open to everyone but i guess to only like a certain subsection of the population so they obviously don't want you like living in a park um because if you set up like a tent and you live in a park the city will eventually come and kick you out oh yeah absolutely and it does kind of I feel like we're all trained to be afraid of running into homeless people at parks and stuff. And, and certain parks will get reputations for either that or violence. Like um, we have two parks here in town, creatively named uh, North and South park. (laughs) And they uh, are considered not the best areas, especially South park. I mean, What's hilarious is my mom told me this when uh, yeah once like you were not and this is Billings Montana mm-hmm. one of the least diverse places in the country do not go to South Park at night if you're white <laughs> <laughs> I mean like uh, okay huh I mean South Park I, I like the TV show <laughs> yeah but. N- do people are people afraid of homeless people? Mm, I guess maybe to a certain extent. I think it's they're unpredictable. Yeah. So I mean, I've met my fair well, share. Of part, part of the problem is um, we don't really take care of our, you know, mentally ill very well in this country. No. We tend to just let them yeah. spiral into homelessness. So there is a higher percentage than average of homeless people with you know mental illnesses so unfortunately and a lot of them are vets so like veterans of war uh so it's it's not a completely unfounded fear um yeah unfortunately and that's true and unfortunately a lot of them are addicted uh, to certain substances that can cause them to be irrational or i guess to a certain extent maybe dangerous um but speaking of like homeless vets I'll never forget when I was how I was probably like 12 and I was like sort of going through the phase of like, you know, if you see homeless people or if you see someone who's down on their luck, then like give them a dollar, you know, give them a dime or something, help them out. And I saw this vet, so the, the, so this guy, he had a sign with his dog and he was like, I'm a Vietnam vet. And we had been learning about the Vietnam war in school. And I felt really bad. Cause, you know he's homeless he lost his job he was a soldier so you know like do your due diligence and give him you know a bit of money so i gave him 20 dollars, and i felt i was like that's a lot of money because i was like 12 or something i was like wow 20 bucks is a lot of money <laughs> and so i gave him the money 
And then I went to my dad and I was super proud. I was like, yeah, I gave like a vet some money. You know, I did a good thing. And he's like, son, like, I really appreciate, you know, taking care of, you know, former soldiers and homeless people, but he's not homeless. I was like, what do you mean? It was like, well, he just pretends to be homeless, but he has like a real job. Um, he just does it for, like for money on the side. Like he lives below me and he goes to work, you know, on the weekends. So, yeah, so that kind of like killed my faith <laughs> a little bit, but yeah, so it's not completely unfounded. Uh, he wasn't violent or anything, but, you know, but yeah, definitely public spaces are used to accommodate people who are, are homeless, but I can't believe I didn't think of this as like, what about public housing? Isn't that also, you know, I mean, it's in the name. I, I suppose I'm, I'm going to be honest. I know next to, I know very little about public housing. Or like shelters. I think public housing though is a very, a very nice name for people who are on like benefits, I would say. So people who come from very poor backgrounds because they're, they're not actually public. Like you can't just go and live there if you feel like it. They're usually meant for people who, like I said, are like maybe like single parents or people who come from like, um, less than fortunate economic backgrounds and so on but there it's not like public like at a park because like everyone can just go to a park but not everyone can go to public housing <laughs> like that's not how it works <laughs> but that's true yeah but i mean i guess public yeah public spaces that's true but what about libraries because we haven't said anything about libraries right um libraries are amazing Mm -hmm. You can, if you are somebody who reads a lot, it just saves you a lot of money because most libraries do get new releases. You might have to wait a little bit, but libraries usually have wait lists. So, hey, when it's your turn to get the book, you can, I think you can pay like tiny little fees to do that, but it's like pennies compared to just buying a new book. And you can, you can just go there and hang out. They have computer systems, they have records, they have all sorts of great things. Yeah, but I think the difference between a park and a library, though, is that a, a park is completely free, whereas a library isn't, because you still have to pay for the membership fee. I mean, it's like... Isn't it? But it's like pennies, though. It's like 20 bucks a year, though. I mean, it's really not a lot of money. I think I still have my library what? card. Yeah. Uh, um, When I got my library card here, it was completely free. Oh, okay. I can't honestly... I just went in as a kid and was like, can I get a library card? And they're like, here you go, kid. Okay, that could be true. I mean... The last time I applied for a library card in the U.S. was probably about 15 years ago. So my information isn't like that correct. But uh, for the most part, it's not really expensive. But you do need to have um, like residency, though. I don't know if you can just have. Um, I mean, because that's a bit tricky if you don't have an address or anything. But I think this is probably something that is handled on like a case by case basis. Yeah, you might need to as an adult because like legitimately when I was a kid, I was, you know, maybe like 10, 10 to 12, somewhere in there. I definitely didn't have an ID. I went up, I asked for a library card mm -hmm. and they said, okay. So maybe they ask adults for IDs, but. Uh, okay. Yeah. Speaking of like libraries. It's also probably library by library. Yeah, that's true. Speaking of libraries, did you have like book fairs at school? Was that a thing? Yeah, where you went around and you um, you wrote down the books you were interested in. You gave that list to your parents and they went through and bought. Yeah, bought yeah, yeah. So we would always have people that, that would come to our school. I think the company was called Scholastic. 
if I'm not mistaken. Yep, yep that's it. Yeah. Scholastic. Yeah, yeah. They would come and they would have like these shelves full of like books and you would like walk around and buy them, which to me is like unthinkable. I don't even know if they still do that. Um, I would say that reading physical books is definitely less popular than it was like when we were in school. Now it's definitely considered a luxury. Yeah. I mean, I like physical books, but they're not convenient like at all. Like if because I do like a lot of research and I highlight a lot of mm. stuff. And doing that with a physical book is just a pain in the neck. And oh yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. I uh I've gotten into, I think I've mentioned this before, but I've gotten into the expensive hobby lately of purchasing out of print Pathfinder first edition books. Oh, which are mostly just reference material. And for the most part, I just Google on my phone what I need to know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the problem is that you can just Google it. Or, you know, if you have a PDF, then you can really search it. So I guess in that sense that public libraries are kind of, I don't want to say that they're dying, um, but they're they're definitely in danger of dying. Whereas everyone needs a park, but I don't know if everyone needs a library. Well, actually, mm. I do think everyone needs a library. I think it's very an essential part of a community. But like, as you mentioned before, it's not just about reading books. Because a lot of times you can, they have like educational things in libraries, like they'll have, I don't know, like workshops, for example, or they might have like plays or theater or something like that. I know. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's also, I guess, like maybe a quasi community center, if you will. Kind of. I read something the other day. Uh, someone was saying a, a few years back, or maybe it was it was very recently because mm-hmm. um, it probably would have been during the COVID era, Mm. the, uh, he was, I think he was either homeless or very, very poor. He was trying to get a job in the library, let him use a computer with a webcam to do a job interview. Yeah. uh, That's great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, I've met plenty of people who say like, I don't have internet. So I go to the library. Um, so it's, so the library definitely serves as a function for people who can't afford like I would say like the bare essentials you need to function in a society, which is access to the internet, access to a computer and access to knowledge, which is books, obviously in this case. So, um, and it's like, it's usually cheap. I would say it's subsidized by the government if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, I mean, it's, it's a public service. It should be. Yeah, definitely. Like, um, also with schools, but aren't school, I would say schools are also public spaces though, but I would say it like with an asterisk because not everyone is allowed to go to a school in that sense. So like, if you're like, if you don't like have a child who goes to the school or if you're not a student, they won't let you in. But for the most part, schools are public spaces, I would say. Um, but obviously like with an asterisk, but that's, that's, that's how I kind of view it. Um, at least that's the way it was with my school. But if you stay there too long, then obviously they'll kick you off the premises. You know, you can't just sit there for like 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And you definitely can't go back as an adult. No, unfortunately not. Like, I guess maybe before like the whole violence with like, I mean, gun violence was always a problem, but mm. I mean, it used to be that you could just like walk into your old school and just talk to your old teachers and say like, Hey, 
like mrs smith do you remember me i was in your class and blah. like you can't do that anymore like if someone just random person walks into a school i mean <laughs> they'll be all over the oh, news oh yeah yeah so it, it and it kind of happened while i was in school i did it um so my old high school had maybe like eight entrances like it's very convenient oh wow and, then, and they started uh like, oh, you should only use these two entrances. Mm-hmm. We're going to lock all these other, like they slowly did that while I was in high school. Mm. And then uh, my brother's, or not my brother, my uh, my roommate's younger brother, when he was coming through high school, he was just a few years younger than us. They started, oh, you have to go through this door. And they put electronic locks on things. You had to use your student ID to scan in and uh-huh. things changed fast. I delivered DoorDash there and I was like, oh man, this is like a, to- feels like a totally different place there now. Yeah. It's also pretty bad in the, inner, like in inner city schools where they have like metal detectors and stuff. I don't know if you had that, but nope, never had that. No, I didn't have that either. Um, the first time I experienced that for anything that wasn't a flight was going to a Wizards basketball game in DC. And I thought it was so weird. Going through a metal detector? For something that wasn't a flight. Oh, yeah i mean but that's the world we live in and i got wanded and this was like 10 years ago huh yeah but anyway we're running a little short on time so i did want to talk a little bit more about parks okay sure we can we can uh take a step back to parks and i and i think especially with kind of how we've built most of our cities where it's not really safe to like go out Mm -hmm. travel on foot or play outside Mm -hmm. parks are important just to have some place to actually go do outside activities adults or kids uh, my the park i lived from my entire ch- or across street my entire childhood had a really long walking path uh a four hoop basketball court uh tennis courts playground swings some benches um it was it was pretty great honestly thinking back that was like an amazing place to live across the street from yeah it sounds like a gated community to me <laughs> no well here's the thing i had to you had to cross one of the busy streets in town to get to it on foot from where i lived but other than that it was right there so the park so we had a lot of like a lot of little parks scattered throughout our neighborhood um there are about four or five of them and like you could like swing or you could play in like in the jungle gym or like we used to do like a lot of like baseball like super popular sport with kids um but there was a bigger uh like an even bigger park where they had like a pool so you could like go like swimming or you could like play in the basketball court so that that was definitely uh definitely important there was a there's a picture i saw um which was like when I don't know if this was a thing when you were a kid, but like my mom used to always tell me that we had to be back before the lights came on. So like the street lights. Um, so once the street lights were on, then it was like too dark. So we had to be home by then. And that really varied. Like if it was in the winter, then they would come on like earlier. And if it was in the summer, they would come on later. But so in this picture, it was when we were kids. So you and me like we would always want to play outside so our parents had a real hard time getting us inside whereas now i feel like it's the reverse <laughs> where you have a hard time getting kids outside you know to actually go to these public spaces uh i think it's- that's kind of how it was for me i i usually stayed more inside I really I, I never had to worry about being told when to come in like 
like so i i wasn't a total shut-in like i i went to the park sometimes mm-hmm. but it, i was never gonna be out till midnight oh like, that was never gonna happen oh i was uh doing all kind of crazy stuff uh but no that was completely normal uh when i was growing up you know i just realized there's a uh, real quick there's another uh public space oh shoot i thought about uh bureau of land management blm okay the only reason i thought about that uh when i used to do weekly shooting with a friend mm-hmm. we drove outside of town there's blm land out there and it's basically just and everyone knows it's it's like the outdoor shooting range for the city and it's basically a long stretch you can kind of just pull up your car pick a spot and there's a big hill everyone's shooting into set up your own targets um god that sounds dangerous it's it's, it's great (laughs) well it was dangerous when people are using steel targets because steel targets are useful but they're slightly dangerous oh because it ricochets yes uh you're usually fine if you're shooting directly into a steel target Mm -hmm. because it's if it ricochets it's probably going to come back at an angle uh but you know if you're at a shooting range with a bunch of other people and a bunch of other lanes you're at a different angle than them (laughs) i'm not gonna lie i don't know how i feel about public shooting ranges and on it's not it's not like designated as a shooting range but it's like it's de facto a shooting range i don't know that kind of scares me in all honesty to like especially if you're not from the area and then you go to a place that is where the locals know like this is where you go for shooting practice but like you as like an outsider quote unquote don't know so i don't but me personally because i know you you you, your stance on guns and whatnot but for me i'm more or less completely against them um but like i've never like held a weapon like a gun at all i've never been to a shooting range but just the idea of like a public (laughs) i don't know it reminds me it's not something you could just wander into yeah you have to like go across a cattle guard okay down a road a little bit it's way outside of town okay that makes me feel a lot safer yeah and again everyone's shooting into a giant hill like it's not it's not like people are just shooting into an open field yeah that re- that would be extremely bad yeah that it kind of reminded me of like like these like the stereotypical scene you see in like cartoons and movies where you have like a bunch of guys standing around and they laid line up some cans on a fence and like they shoot them um that was kind of like what i was thinking of um oh no 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 <laughs> this and this is like way out in the plains uh, like okay it's out by like the county racetrack and like it's it's out in the yeehaw country yeah okay no so yeah so that's pretty much it all i have to say on public spaces um i guess it really just depends on how you define the word public and how you define the word space but i guess if we stick to the definition of an area that you can stay in for an, an extended period of time without someone giving you like finding you or throwing you out then i guess it really does boil down to libraries and uh parks for the most part and shooting ranges if if that's what you're into so yeah yeah so that's very very limited options (laughs) yeah yeah. so that's all i have to add do you got anything before we go uh no i think we got everything perfect all right thanks so much everyone for listening and uh yeah go to your local park or your local library sometime yeah support public spaces yeah bye bye
we really appreciate you taking the time to listen to our podcast. We hope that it was informative and that we were able to expand your worldview, even if only just a little. We always welcome feedback, comments, and constructive criticism. If you'd like to provide us with any, please reach out to us at our Discord or email address, both of which will be listed in, in the description. Thanks again for listening, and until next time.